Hi everyone, uh, this is the 20th episode and I am going to skip the rest of the introduction because it doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, Josh is not here, that's the only important thing that I'll say. The Sens lose again, they lose a lot recently. They laid a, pardon my, my language, they laid a fat stinky poo on the ice tonight against the Vancouver Canucks who suck. And a common theme with the Sens in the past, I mean, I was going to say the past couple of weeks, but it's really the past four or five years, is that they tend to do these things where multiple times a year they will have these kinds of losses or runs that leave the fan base like existentially questioning their entire fandom and the direction of where the team is going and this is absolutely one of those games we're recording this if you can't tell 30 minutes after the game ended this may i was the worst did you decision watch all we've ever made i okay, watch- so i was half watching half like doing other stuff like i was working on some code um for like some other projects i was doing on but thankfully i was not paying full attention and wasn't completely invested in the game that way i was just able to you know glance over hear my dad talk shit about gary galley or just the rest (laughs) of the sends and then laugh when jt miller absolutely murdered uh victor mate yeah I, um, I watched I watched the whole game, actually. I was fully invested in my couch. I was because I turned it on and I was, you know, I was leading, you know, leading up to the game. They haven't played in a, in a couple of days. They come up a, just an awful California trip, really. There was no positives in any of those games. And then I'm like, all right, they're playing. This is this was the tank battle, pretty much like Vancouver. I don't even know if they're trying to tank, but they're bad. And don't let's get this out of the way. Don't let this win distract you. They're still not good, Vancouver. They're really nothing to to laugh at there or to smile at there but the Sens and vancouver play and i'm like this has this is it this has to be it the rest of the month if you look at the rest of the schedule they the Sens play like carolina tomorrow that's Ugh. gonna be hilarious then i'm going like, to the game on saturday against yeah, so the avalanche oh so am I. sick we, we'll have this to, is gonna we'll, be that's gonna yeah. be fun that, do i wear my landis suck. dog jersey oh my god you might as well <laughs> blend in with the winning crowd my dad was trying to get me to do it he's like if the sentence lose tonight you're wearing a landis dog jersey to the game and i was like so i'm wearing it is what you're yeah, saying oh you're wearing it 100 like, percent. god you can act like you're on the on the winning side for a little <sighs> i'll wear one over the other it's like yeah, just exactly. in case um but so they, they play Colorado, Carolina, Colorado. Then it's like Florida, Tampa. They play New the Jersey Devils also. Who are doing yeah, well. the, re- the re- rescheduled game. Yeah, like, oh my God, they might not win again. Like, I, I honestly don't know. This was so bad. I was watching, I started watching. And of course, I, the, first, the first shift of the game was three turnovers and an icing in a minute. And I was like, no way <laughs> like that is so bad they you know get, get what's his name Godet screws yes. up score i'm like that's awesome this is of course how it started and then was it did they make it two nothing or did we score i honestly don't even remember did we did we tie it that's a good question i should I, probably check I, up on I, that. it was such I a blur i don't think... even remember 
I think we tied it. Yeah. Okay, we tied it, right? And Godet, yeah, we did. You know, you're right. We yeah. tied it. So Godet scores, and I'm like, oh, this is, oh yes, oh yes, sir. And the Sens are <laughs> back. Sens are in session, man. They're going. This is it. This is the one. I'm so confident. The Vancouver Canucks are so back. We're gonna win. Everyone's gonna be happy again. Start up a streak. Like whatever. Who cares? One win. And then the rest of the game, the Sens played well for like what, ten minutes, maybe. Something like that. Well, I mean, sure. Well, let's we're talking in relativity here, Lewis. Yes, come on, fair. Well, and then they decided to stop doing that. And what was the score? Six two. Yeah. Brady got a garbage goal at the end. You could just tell by his expression. This team is mentally broken, man. Oh, it's more than like, mentally broken. Oh, it like deeply fractured. Like there is just deep rooted. <laughs> there's a deep rooted sense of just meaninglessness in all of this and it's just everybody's just like waiting for the pain to end it seems i i think and we're yeah, 20 oh, games I, in like, I, I, I agree <sighs> you should not be talking this negatively 20 games into a season after your gm explicitly said the rebuild is over as it like it's finished and then your team what is our record 415 and one we officially have a worse record than we did at the like at the 20 game mark last year yeah what the hell what is that about i love how the goal the goal was like from most of the families i think like and i think you might have mentioned this in one of our season preview episodes was that the goal we wanted to have was to be able to play meaningless or meaningless (laughs) already there (laughs) meaningful games past the olympic break correct yeah we got to november and we there there was no chance we'd even get meaningful games in november towards the end of november we really have to stop setting expectations that's the problem <sighs> yeah i mean hey brady kachuk signed right after we stopped well maybe not right after but you know <laughs> and then, and then it stopped. was looking good for a bit they won the first game that was awesome <laughs> remember that yeah. they won the first game imagine the leafs well, how many games have the leafs lost this year like six and one of them is us let's go that's friggin sick that's the, awesome. the anton forsberg special <laughs> yeah, uh, he may hell? not be very good but he gave us that game <laughs> we oh had a good God. first and then just said, screw it afterwards. That's it. My job's done, he says. My, I got my contract. We're good to go. I imagine, I think the, th- the thing I was thinking about the whole time this game is like, imagine being Adam Goddard. What did he say yesterday? He was like, this is the best chance I've had in the league, he says. He's like, I have the best chance. And then and he it got felt benched pretty, today. <laughs> yeah, like it, it felt, when he said that, it felt pretty like genuine. Like he actually meant it. I'm like, oh, nice. That's good for him. <laughs> Look, he's on the bench today. He's looking at his team and he's like, what is this? Like, what did I walk into? And I don't know. I don't know how many crystals he's going to need to help this, but it's going to need to come in bulk, I think, because this is a mess and it's going to take a lot of fixing. Yeah, it's just, I, I feel bad for Godet because obviously, like first he starts last year and he's he was patient zero right for the Canucks out. Yes, right? that's right. <laughs> and then he gets like basically like traded. I don't remember for what to Chicago right after. And that yep. much you must you must feel like absolute shit when that happens when you're oh, responsible yeah. for an outbreak. Like again, I don't know what he was doing off the ice and everything, but usually when that happens, you're gonna feel some weight on yourself. And then you get traded away. That weight gets increasingly amplified because you feel like management and everybody around the media makes you responsible for it and oh again, yeah i don't know if he was like breaking protocols or anything right but if if he wasn't that does suck and then he gets put on waivers and then he's like oh maybe this is it going to the ahl but he gets picked up by the sun so obviously another opportunity to play in the nhl and then the first shift happens today yeah 
then he scores and then he's responsible for the second goal kind of almost too so yeah i i, I feel bad for the guy but i, I okay i mean uh, we could we could talk about adam godet all episode if we want but at the end of the day this is not an adam godet issue i'd like to read no. you i'd like to read you a quote from dj smith post game oh, i don't yeah. know if you saw this i have not seen any of the post game stuff so please i don't spoil it for yourself here it comes I can't, I honestly, when I saw this, I had to do a double take that he said this. If you, he's, this is DJ Smith's direct words from Claire Hanna on Twitter. If you're a true fan, you're going to stick by your guys. It's easy to kick us while we're down, but we're going to keep fighting and give our effort every night. Tonight isn't the result we wanted, but we're going to battle hard and we'll get better. I don't know how ridiculous you have to be as a coach to call out your fan base in the middle of a 4-15 and 4 season or what 4-15 and 1 season 5 years into a rebuild and you're blaming the fans after you just laid a, a turd on the ice against a terrible team and you're saying you're call you're you're trying to tell us what a true fan is that's insane that is like the worst thing you could possibly say when the fan base is in shambles and you're calling out the fans after that game. That's awful. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's honestly ridiculous. And what I don't like, listen, I'd kind of obviously you don't really want to call out your fan base. That's not a good That's move. Never a good move. And at any point, I'd understand it more if it's, let's say, like a team that's supposed to be very good. So not mm-hmm. us. Um, <laughs> yeah. At the begin, like at some point in the beginning of a season, yep. and you were getting like really unlucky and getting these losses, yeah. and the fan base was like getting overly anxious. So like Toronto at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Then maybe I could understand it, but this is like we've been through what this five or six years mm-hmm. of being at the bottom of the standings. Obviously, we're still a very active fan base like look at everybody like yeah. there's a reason we're so mad it's because we care so much about this team yeah like we want to see ourselves succeed and when when you get people in the team which in this in this case dj smith said right to say it's just stick by it and like you shouldn't it's we've just, been sticking so, by it man exactly <laughs> give us a bone like throw us a bone like we are i i think the fans have been the best players in this rebuild Honestly, yeah. I mean, without the fan, like the way that the team has played for the last five years, no fan base is expected to watch this. Really, it's an awful on ice product, and and not, and not a good off ice or not a good off ice product either. Like the on and off ice have been awful, and here are the fans on Twitter every game, every day, you know, being funny. Like they they invented the uh, signals, dude, which the was amount their... of laughs I had today were, were great. Like it's unreal. crazy how invested like this fan base is. And like, listen, we're a smart fan base. Like I'm, it's just like the region and sense fan in general, and the region of Ottawa. Like the amount of like analytically inclined people that get that Critical like basic, thought. yeah, that yeah get added into the world. Like you have, uh, I think his name is Brad from Natural Statric. Yep. He's from Ottawa, and like there's a bunch of others and. Clearly, this is a very educated fan base. Ian Mendez loves to point this out. Very educated and passionate fan base. Now is not the time <laughs> to call out the fans in the fifth or sixth year of a team when supposedly there should be expectations this year and yep. expectations have been set. Yep. And when the team is not reaching them to call out your fan base, 
that's not really the play there. Oh, it's not the play. It's it's not the play at all. I I was I just want to finish my point. Like the Sens had essentially no marketability last year besides the Sickos. And the Sickos were created by the fans. By the fans. What yep. are you going to do? We you they need us. They they, are, they they need us and you're telling us to stick by you because we haven't been sticking by you? That's awful. What are that is that is just the worst. Okay. I want to switch like not switch gears, but this is a point that I wanted to make. We like to shit. It, it was easy to shit on the Habs this year, right? They were awful. And it was it was great. It was just, oh, it's like, oh, at least the Habs are bad. Yeah. The Habs, like three days ago, fired everybody. And Jeff Molson gave this great, I thought it was a great press conference where he literally came out and he said, we are changing everything. That was unacceptable. And we're going to go new strategy. And, and he's like very honest, being very thorough with the fans. So let's do a side-by-side comparison. The Habs were in the Stanley Cup final five months ago. And then after, give or take, 20 games of being awful, they had enough. Their limit was 20 games of being bad. And then they were like, okay, switch it, change it up. Everything's different. Well, part of that, I think, part of what also plays into it is the Logan Mayu draft situation that definitely amplified some of it. I I 100% agree, but you can't act like them being, what's their record? Like five and 15 is not a factor. Better than us. Thanks. But... (laughs) The point is, they were awful and they wanted to change something. And for the Habs, it took 20 games of a new season. The Sens have had this same management and ownership and, well, I mean, maybe not coaching, but management and ownership group and plan for five years. For Montreal, it was 20 games. That's how long they were okay with being comfortable with being bad, was 20 games. And then they changed everything. The Sens have been bad for five years. And nothing has changed, really. So uh, something's got to give at some point, you'd think. Yeah, and I think what mostly plays into, um, like, everything staying put and also kind of, like, just the general silence from the organization would be that DJ Smith and Pierre Dorian have just been re-signed, right? Yeah. And there's a feeling, I guess, from management, probably from, like, up top Melnick and just, in general, the management group that want to see Pierre's plan get played through i guess right as in he started this rebuild and they want to see what he can do once he starts getting a competitive team the problem is i don't know how close we are to getting such a competitive team well this was supposed to be the competitive team he said it okay yeah but i feel like he was a little overzealous like i'd say like i personally i feel like 20 like next year would have been the time to start like possibly looking at playoffs um, and listen, that's super far away. And I totally understand if fans don't want to stick around for that long because, hey, we've already been through so much. Oh, and yeah. it's just, it's frustrating to see the same mistakes. This is another thing. We've, DJ Smith told us at the beginning of the season, we're not going to repeat the mistakes we made last year. Well, we've, we've mentioned this quote a few times. And here you see Josh Brown and Nikita Zaitsev being trotted out day in and day out, if they're healthy, obviously. And guys who you can tell give their all every single game and produce cough cough Tyler Ennis get scratched yeah well, healthy scratched what? I oh, don't get that. it oh. Tyler Ennis has been so incredible this season yeah he I mean I don't know how much you can say that he chose to come here because it was a PTO and I guess he didn't get any offers anywhere else 
right? Like, that's what no, you'd think. No, no way. But, like, imagine being Tyler Ennis right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> here we are sympathizing with Tyler Ennis on the 20th game of the season. Unreal. God. It's, it's yeah, I don't know. I, I, the Sens are a very big part of my life. And if you're listening huge. to this podcast, you, it's probably the same for you, right? Like you're listening to a podcast about the sense and we're not a very big podcast. So the fact that you're listening to this one probably means you really care about the sense, but I, I, I know I will always be a fan no matter what. That's just like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm too far gone there. I'm like way too into the, to the addiction as they say. And I think that at some point management and ownership have to understand what they are putting the fan base through. Like, it's easy to say, at the begin five years ago, it was really easy for them to say, we're going to rebuild to make an excellent team and everyone's going to be happy. You can say that out loud and that can be your plan, but do something, do make it happen. Like you talk about Pierre Dorian's been waiting for a competitive team. Whose job is it to make the competitive team? It's him. It's yeah. him. Do something. We're waiting. <laughs> We've been waiting for so long. You saw how that building was in the playoffs and what the fans were like online. Even the before the playoffs, do you remember like the, uh, I was at the game. I don't, I don't remember. Was I talking to you and you might've been at it. I don't remember, but it was during the, uh, I think it was during the Hamburglar run. Oh, that's a while ago. It's a lifetime. And when Mark Stone had his OT Goal, yep. And we came back against Pittsburgh on fan appreciation night. Yes. I was at the game and that was probably the, like, well, that, or yeah, that was probably the best experience like ever. And that was a oh, regular yeah. season game. Insane. Listen, if this team do, does well, people and has stuff to care about people care. But, I mean, which we do, it's just yeah. not in the right ways right now. Um, then they'll show up in droves. Listen, mm-hmm. we love this team here. Yeah. It's just, it's really hard right now to, you know, kind of go get through all the barriers. And the problem that I have right now is like, as you said, like when they said five years ago, Hey, we're going to have this rebuild so we can have the super team during a rebuild. You got to navigate, navigate communication and really like very efficiently there. You really got to tread water properly because if you don't, and you set unrealistic expectations, that's when fans are going to be like last year. Listen, I know when we started off the year last year very poorly, we knew we weren't going to make the playoffs, right? Some people thought maybe in a Canadian division, but that was a fever dream, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, and hey, maybe if we had gotten to a better start, we could have given the given the end. We could have been close at least, right? We could have had meaningful games late in the season. Um, but it's just, it would last year when we had that that run at the beginning of the season. Obviously, it sucked, but I, we weren't nearly this frustrated. We were just laughing in terms of how poor the on ice product was, right? It was, it was like funny joke, right? But now this year, when we're being told that the rebuild is over and we're seeing that the team is wreck by record worse than last year, the fans get super frustrated and understandingly so like you got to communicate where the team is at and like realistic expectations. I a hundred percent agree. And when you talk about communication, that's an excellent point. PR has been a disaster. We haven't heard anything in forever. For, really for years. But they were able to mask it by being kind of good for a little bit. But now it's like you really see it. Pierre Maguire was hired as what, what's his role? Director of player development? Senior VP of player development. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, he said this in his like Zoom interview on his introduction. He's like, 
yeah, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to speak to the media and I'm going to be like a, like a spokesperson for the team. Have we to the media once? Have we heard him once? Is he alive? Is he okay? Are they holding him hostage or something? Like say something, anyone, if, if you're not going to say something, Pierre should really, he's the GM. He shouldn't need Pierre Maguire to say anything. He sh- he should say something himself. And you know, there were times maybe last year, year before, even the year before that, where I was like, I'm okay. Like I will see this plan through. Like, I'm going to see how it goes. Get, get, like, let them draft it. Let them do their thing. Stick with it. It'll get better. But this is really the first time. You know, there was like, you know, little spouts of doubt here and there last few years. But this is the first time for real where I'm totally at a loss of all confidence that this is going to work. Complete loss. I, I, I was having this argument, like, in my head during the game. I'm like, what I, like... It's all, I'm almost at the point where I just want them to start a new rebuild, like come scratch it all. Rebuild the rebuild like Buffalo? Yeah, sure. Who cares? Like, this is almost a loss. Like, I know people, someone on Twitter was like, give it another year. Like, fine, but how many times are we going to say that? Yeah, I, like, to, to be fair, I do feel like we are starting to, I can't, I'm fooling Don't say myself. that. No. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, because obviously there is progress because it is a young team. So you will see progress, or you should anyway. But the thing is, last year, we had Timmy coming in. You had Jake Sanderson. You had all the picks that were just made flourishing. Mm-hmm. This year, you have Tyler Boucher not being invited to World Junior Camp. And Rogers traded. Latimer's traded. The, oh, the best sense prospect right now is Victor Lodin. He's I mean, the best and man. Ridley Gregg, barring suspensions. Well, he gets suspended. Yeah, he gets suspended every week. Like, but, you know, Lodin's been nuts. Lodin, every every third day, I see another Hey Barber clip of him doing some <laughs> yeah. ridiculous stick shit on, on the ice in the SHL. I'm like, holy crap. He's going to come to Ottawa and light it up. He'll come to Ottawa, play fourth line, spend two years in the league, and go to the ECHL for the rest of his life. How probably. tall is he? That's that's telling. Well, Let's see. That's, yeah, he's got to grow a bit, I'm sure. <laughs> Let us take a look here. Hockey he's not, TV. He's not Ben Roger height. That's he's 6'1". Sure. I mean, he's not oh, small. Oh, look at him. Tower of power. He's oh, pretty much man. the same build as Timmy. 6'1", 185, 190 in that range. Yeah. Like, I mean, at this point, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't really have any more words. I, I think I got it all out, really. Um, but the Sens suck. There's no way around it. We have other things on the thing. We were going to talk about real things. I don't really want to do that currently. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I was going to say, I just talking about what we had written down here, one of the things was Timmy thriving at center. That experiment's already done, apparently. Gone. No, not even um, close. Which I don't know why. Timmy seemed to have played some of his best games of the season at center. Mm-hmm. And now that, um, now that Batherson's back, like, I don't know if I've shown you this, but like Timmy when Timmy and Drake are together the their performance is so like miles ahead is an understatement yeah there's a lot of like stats that prove it too like the yeah like it's yeah. you see it happening you see their chemistry and then nope Timmy goes back to the wing playing with Paul and Brown it's it's just I'd I'd love to be able to see just someone on the left wing and then Timmy at center Batherson at right and then Kachuk Norris someone Yep, I don't. I don't care. I we all die anyway. What's the point? I, I like. I I don't know. I I'm I'm waiting for something to change, and I've been waiting for a while. And it's the same thing every year with very little improvement. And it's okay. It, when Jack Eichel gets healthy, this team will be much better. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, honestly. 
I yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm well, I'm tired. We're all tired. <laughs> it, and that's the thing. And it's not just the obviously. Well, yeah, it is eleven. But it's just we're getting to the point. We were talking about this what uh, like at, at our beer league game the other day. It's like usually like we've watched like pretty much every sense game that we can mm-hmm. over the last how many years. And now it's getting to be like, wait, the sense play tonight? Do I really want to watch that? Yeah. That's, and they that play becomes, tomorrow. That was my yeah. reaction today. It's like, really? I could take like a solid monthly, like one month break. As a, as a fan, the whole point of being a fan, and I, 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 I just want to preface this. I'm not telling anyone how to be a fan. That is the last thing that people yeah. should be doing. You should be a fan however you want to do it, like do it your way, 100%. But generally speaking, the point of being a fan is enjoying your team and enjoying supporting your team and this comes with you should be looking forward to these games like yes sends game tomorrow night after all i'm gonna work hard all day and come home and watch this watch my team play yes great and now (laughs) i mean you alluded to it at this point it's like you finish a day of work it's like are you kidding me the sends play (laughs) They play. Oh, they play Colorado. They're gonna get smoked. Oh, oh it's gonna be so play, bad on Saturday. Oh, man, they play. They play Florida. Oh, it's not even gonna be close. Why? Why? Then yes. Why should I even watch? The Sens' number one priority right now. Besides, I mean, this is this is like completely aside from getting an on ice product that is respectable. Their number one priority right now should be engaging the market in literally any way. Like, give us something to be excited about. It because uh, we're not. Louis just talked about it. We're not stupid. We know they're bad. You're not going to convince us that they're not bad. You need to give us something, like, like give us a fun in arena experience, or, or give us like you know. Open the burrito store, open please. Open the burrito. Oh, please. Did you see what they added? They added a Lone Star. What? In in the in the hundreds, they added a Lone Star. Like a restaurant? Yeah. Like not not like a not like a stand where you go and buy stuff. Like a I don't know. Sit, they posted on their story. They said there was a Lone Star. Now. When was this? I'm gonna go find it. I I did they post I this on Instagram you, or Twitter? Both. I I I uh, on Instagram it was a story, but oh my I hundred percent promise you that there's a Lone see. Star in the building now. Which, oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. See. Lone Star Cantina. Yeah. Now open. Oh, so and then it goes right after to the six two loss. Uh, yeah, well, slide. well, that was like, a nice little break from reality. <laughs> give us a reason to go to the games and to not watch. Not just Lone Star. <laughs> not just Lone Star. Lone Star. I love me some Lone Star. It's not gonna cut. Like, give me like like do more stuff with DJ Prosper or something. Oh, give what a me legend. a break. It's so fun. Like it's lame and fun, but in the perfect mix where it's more fun or like you know. Like, oh god give me a reason to watch it i don't want to turn on sportsnet and listen to gary galley for oh, two and god, a half yeah. hours in a 6-2 loss like put something funny on the screen put a put like a like a pizza on the ice or something or like run a spongebob in the intermission get I don't the know. dab cam from Belgium. yeah <laughs> oh seriously but let me let me commentate a game i'll make it fun oh, i would take that 100 percent. i'll do it sign I me think, up yeah I think that'd be great. You know, we'll get we'll get Josh in between the benches. Yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. You'll do play by play. I'll do color, and then what boom, a team. We're set. What a team. We we would be a, we'd be unreal. Sportsnet. 
Wake up! The youth movement is coming in. We will engage with the fans. We will engage with the fans. Oh man, you know that. We know we know how to hit all the spots. We'll get it done. They'll they'll be the ratings will be through the roof. That'll get you a fan base. Oh my god, that I would mean, be an with, with all your Carlton experience. I mean, dude, we'll transition yeah, right over. Go, go Ravens, by the way. Go mm, Ravens. Can't really say that here. I don't know. Might have to edit that one out. Honestly, though. I'm more invested in my in in Carleton University sports right now than the Sens. Oh, I'm more invested in 67s by far. Yeah, oh, there you go. Like of that's course. the thing. Like they've been listen, good this year, eh? 67s. Well, I mean, yeah, better than expected. Yeah. Oh, definitely better than expected. Yeah. We've been a little bit down a rough stretch more recently, oh, you, but we've gotten out, out of it. it. Oh, we did. Yeah. We did. But oh, there um, you go. It's like Imagine ever since that. ever since the the Red Black when the Red Blacks won their last game of the season. All of my teams just kept on moving. The oh, Sens had lost like five games since, actually more now. Um, the 67s like four. The Jets yep. like three or four. The well, Canada Women's National Hockey Team when I went to go watch them lost. It's like it's like 20 or so games of just losses since the Red Blacks, and then 67s and Jets both won on the same day. But like that's the thing. Listen, if you're at the point like we said, where you don't want to watch the team anymore, take a break. Listen, taking a break is some of the best things you can do. Yep. Just mental health check. Do it. Like just completely detach from it. If you want, like from the hockey, the NHL, whatever. And if you want to just transition over, Hey, 67s are right there. They're good, man. Right. Do it. Highly recommend. They're pretty cheap to go to. Oh yeah. Great. Or... Great talk. The cahoots in the intermission. Oh, the, the Ottawa Sanders, please, please. I'm begging you can yes. the entire center do a cahoot in the intermission. Good God. I beg you. I, I would kill for it. I really would. Or gi- listen, oh, give us more content like the breakaway by Bell they just posted with Connor the, Brown and oh, Nick the Paul. dogs. It was so good for for like what was it? Three and a half for three and a half minutes. I forgot they sucked. I really totally did. I was like, oh, look at the. It was just the the boys. It was just guys being dudes, just taking the dogs on a walk. They were laughing. They were talking. They were you know bantering back and forth. What I would kill for right now. Do you remember when Craig Medaglia was still the sense? Of course. Uh, Social guy. Some sends let's play stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. That was Adam Gaudet has a Twitch stream. Please get him on the mic with Brady and Tim and Norris and put them in a game of Warzone or something or let them play Chell and don't even play the game. Don't even play. Who are they playing tomorrow? Carolina. Post just forfeit. Forfeit and do a Twitch stream. <laughs> it will draw more viewers. I guarantee you. I promise. I would be totally for that. Thank Honestly, you. That would be great. We'll I, th- I think. We just got to get Brady, Tim, and Josh to just get living together back again. Yeah, force it. Because ever care. since then, it's gone to hell. Because oh. ever since then, the draft happened, and this yeah. season happened. Well, think about it. I feel bad. Like So Josh Norris lives alone, right? And Tim, they, yeah. they live alone. Imagine, they're going back home. They're going to be alone. Like They're alone in their well, apartment. Norris has his dog. Oh, thank God. Tim is like contemplating life right now oh, he is it you just look spot. at him and it, he, he's just so sad he's really he missed an open net today like oh <sighs> I, I i missed that completely i was like half oh, and I just you. Even... it was not even like it was you couldn't have made it more open really if you tried it was <sighs> it was really hard to watch it and then after like like sometimes he does this thing where he does like you know he looks at the sky and then he gets right back into the play he stood still for like five seconds <laughs> Like he was so, uh, he was like, uh, this is not for me. I think he he was thinking about changing career paths in that moment. Like he was really freeze frame, it. curb your enthusiasm theme right after. Just him standing <laughs> yeah. there. Boy, all I wanted for the fourth day of Hanukkah was a win. That's all I wanted. It's supposed yeah. to be a festive holiday. Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. Yes. 
Um, that's what I wanted for, for fourth day Hanukkah. I celebrate. I was like, oh, Sands play. Get a win. Get a win for the for the fellas. Do it. Well, to be fair, sorry, when does it when does it end? There's so many Sens games still during the rain. So this is the fourth day. This is the fourth day, which means there are four more days. I don't know. I think it's December 6th, if I'm not mistaken. Last day of Hanukkah, we beat the Devils. Oh, my God. That's it. Because we're That's not beating Carolinas or uh, Nope, Nope, Colorado. throw it out the window. Do the Twitch stream instead. But that Devils game, watch out for it. If there's a God, we win. You know what I would love to see? Just going back to the cahoots. If the questions were all like centered like on like the players like off ice routines yeah, or like hobbies and all that stuff because like yeah. most of it would be guessing but you'd learn so much about the players yeah, it'd be great and then it makes you it makes them more likable and that is and so you engage selling, more selling your brand selling your brand the sends do it sell your brand make it marketable you can't just like i love zoob everyone loves zoob their entire brand right now is zoob that's it that's the only oh, like podcast is called the Zoobcast. Like I know. Oh my god. Like Zoob is the only thing that people are getting on board with right now. Nobody like Tim wants to be an influencer. He has a TikTok. Like he really wants it. He just mouth them out. Give up a platform. You have like Connor Brown posted something today on Instagram. It was he's partnering with like Sherwood and NHL 22. Like make a market it. Like tell people about it. He's a player on the team. We want people you should you should want your fans to like the players. It's not just the fans making Zoob funny. That's great. It's awesome. But the, as an organization, you have to do some of the work. Make the other players likable. What I think they should do is listen, Colin White's just recovering right now. Give him a camera. Oh yeah. And just let him do whatever he oh, wants. Oh vlogs, daily vlogs. Do like Colin White is hilarious. We do the we should be the friggin' content team. We would put it in the stratosphere for content. Put Colin White camera all day every day let him do let him live react to games or something i don't even care or put it bring him yeah. to the rink and let him do like dress up and be like a fake guy and then the teammates are like <laughs> walk by him and then he just something funny but look at the, the ideas are like pouring through this makes it a, this makes it a watchable season if you have stuff like this they have nothing like this they just have the occasional breakaway episode most of them kind of suck but then there's the odd good one and everyone harps on it for i don't know man this year they've all been bangers haven't they because there's the there's the first one where brady came back then there was the yep. pumpkin, pumpkin carving. Yeah, you're right. And good. then the dogs. So the they've been knocking it out great. of the park. The ones last year weren't great. No, but this great. season, this year's been good. It, I get, yeah, you know, good, we need good, more. Yep. We need more. Breakaway Sense by Bell can't great. be the only thing, especially when it's coming out like once a month. True. Make it more. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. Sense play tomorrow. Uh, get to see uh, Jack Hughes. Nope. That's not who they play tomorrow. They play Carolina. Oh, wow. Yeah. We get to see. Oh, God, if Kotkaniemi scores tomorrow. <laughs> but you know what? That would be infinitely better than Tony D'Angelo scoring tomorrow. But he is out with COVID protocol. So we are saved from embarrassment because Tony and... D'Angelo is not playing. So that's awesome for us. Yeah. I mean, you know who else is in COVID protocol? <laughs> Tyler Bertuzzi. That was hilarious that I, uh... when I saw that today. That was like, I, I shouldn't. I mean, you never want someone to get COVID. No, but, I mean... you don't. <laughs> That was but it, it's like if only there was something that could prevent you from oh, i don't know having bad side effects or maybe even getting it at all okay i can't think of anything I mean, again we're not medical experts nope no definitely not far from it actually but just saying oh man i honestly it's too bad josh wasn't here he he, he has his takes yeah he does he, he was telling he, us before he was like i can't make it to the pod but oh 
it would have been heated. He wanted to be here. This was not from lack of he trying did. for him. Yeah. But uh, what, see, what's we our time thinking. at? What are we? What are, how long have we been doing this? We're like for? around like 37, 38 minutes. Frick. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I think. Listen, I think we can end it pretty much. Oh, yeah. We here. we don't need this to go long. Like we <laughs> listen. We were gonna do uh, give grades to the Sens players so far. They're all Fs except Zub, who is a D. And Batherson. Batherson gets it at an A. He's been good. Mm. Yeah. But I, dude, I feel so bad for Gus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, I'm not gonna come out and say that he was good in a six-two loss, but it, it, no. he was not the first one to blame here. No, and the thing is. It's dude, it's heartbreak for me. Listen, I love Gus. He's like maybe one of my top three players in the org. Top three favorite players in the org up there with uh, Zub and Crookshank. Of course. But, Crookshank. Um you did you see his quote after the game the other day? No. Saying I have to start winning or else I won't get to keep playing. Oh my god. <laughs> like after the LA game or something. That's like <laughs> That's he's trying so hard. He's so wholesome, dude. It's like ugh, he's clearly the best goalie in the org. And, and if he yeah. feels that way, that's just awful. And then, and then, in contrast, Matt Murray goes to Belleville and he's like, what do you say? Pierre didn't even talk to him. He didn't yeah, even Well, do- no, no. What was it? it? It was that he had, a, he had a meeting with DJ and Pierre, like, the day before when, it was, when like, the information was uh, put yeah. out that he was yeah. going to be waived, but nothing since, which still, yeah. Like, he got a call hear from the coach or something, which is great. Yeah, it was Zach Bierk, right? I don't know. I, I don't think anything in the Sens organization besides Victor Lodine and Jake Sanderson is going well at all. Belleville lost today, by the way, too, in case that. Of course. I Listen, I'm trying to think here. Who? Because, listen, Forsberg has also been awful, and maybe you're trying to send a message to Murray right now. But would you rather have Murray as your backup over Forsberg? I'm not in the frame of mind to answer that question. I don't care. Like, I'd put Sogard in there. I don't give a crap. Yeah, you know what? That is better. Or, I mean, Kevin Mandelis was doing great in his ECHL game He made a great today. save. Made a great save in Atlanta today. He's, li- he's living it up. He's in Atlanta. Oh, Look at it's, him. It's so Kid. funny. I'm literally just scrolling through Twitter. And it's just all, I hate the sense. I hate the sense. The sense suck. And you go down, it's like sense prospect. Kevin Mandelis with a great <laughs> yeah. save in the ECHL. And it's I like, find, that's I what I really needed. funny. There's an irony in the, how the organization is structured where there's like people in Atlanta, Georgia, this huge city, trying to work their way up to Belleville, Ontario, <laughs> like a highway town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like uh, that's the dream for some of those guys is Belleville from Atlanta. That's nuts. Oh, uh, that's so true. I'd never even thought of that. That's hilarious. But because like, man, that is far. Like usually you want to keep everything kind of close. And when we had like the, what was it? What was the, the Brampton Beast? They were close. That's all yeah. close. You got Brampton, Belleville, there. Ottawa. Yep. And, and and now you have the Atlanta Gladi. And our our old ECHL team, old old, was the Wichita Thunder for a bit. Yes, that's true. That was far. That's <laughs> not close. <laughs> you think? Well, Where's it's like Wichita, the Canucks, Missouri. I I don't know, but it's like the Canucks had uh, the Utica Comets. That is the, the polar a- opposite area. Complete yeah. opposite. So now they have Abbotsford, which is right down the road. Yeah, exactly. So it, I mean, it makes the Flames is even stupid. They have Stockton. That's California. That's crazy. At least it's the same kind of side, I guess, right? It's, not country. Close, it's still super far. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous why they don't. I don't get why they don't, you know, make it a little closer. Let's let's not bore people with AHL geography talk, and let's just end the episode before things get even stupider. Thank you for listening, I think. Um, if you even listened to this 
this far. Uh, this uh, we're, We'll talk about real things next episode, probably, unless they do this again, which is a pretty high probability. So we'll see. Uh, enjoy the product of Sens Hockey as best you can. No pressure. You do whatever you want as a fan. I promise you, you're good. Don't listen to DJ. He's a little stressed right now. A little bit, a uh, little bit on edge. Um, goodbye, everybody. Take care, everyone.